Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of people probably did touch that wine. I don't, did you pull it from the front or did you take it? Oh, it was right from... in the front. And the worst part about it is, is where I bought it. Where? Walmart. Oh, yeah. But it's like a normal brand of wine that I would buy like anywhere. It just so happened to be I had to swing by Walmart. and. Yeah, that's so you picked a Walmart wine bottle right from just... the front and then you licked it. <laughs> I mean, that's through a really tempting fate. I mean, your immune system, though, it might, it's probably going to get, get a little bit of a, a boost from that. You know, like they say, like, they say for your kids to, they're supposed to lick like door handles and stuff in public places. Well, my kids are just, Gus especially, is just going to be the, the wellest kid ever. Mm-hmm. That kid doesn't really ever get sick. I mean, every now and then he'll get it's it's very seldom he gets sick and he doesn't go down for long so yeah i'll say i mean maybe looking shopping cart handles and yeah everything else as a kid just helped him out right not just i, I assumed it was because he was in daycare as a baby but well and that, just g- that gave him herpes so well that's true someday he'll listen to this and be like mom thanks for talking about my herpes on your podcast <laughs> her. don't call it that <laughs> cold sore leave him alone well the herpesitis or whatever um we used to when i was in high school on the base like there was one day at baseball practice before a game like we would just find random shit on the ground and like dare each other to put it in our mouths so we just like hold like dirty rocks in our mouths and like all sorts of like grass just like random shit like never trash like that wad of chewing tobacco i dare you to put that in your mouth i don't think trash or anything like real gross but it was definitely like nature nature type stuff um so yeah, that uh, that definitely happened. Put that toad in your mouth. What? <laughs> you either die or just go just on a real eat psych- a butterfly. Real psychedelic excursion. <laughs> Don't eat butterflies now because we're, we're running out of them. But yeah, I uh, you know we used to do some stuff and uh, that was that was that. Are we this recording looks so weird because of it looks like it's going really slow, but I know it's not. Yeah, it's just super zoomed in. Yeah, it's so we can't use Audacity, which is my preferred um, method to record. Um, because it does not, my preferred software, recording software, excuse me, because it's not compatible with uh, Mac OS Catalina, which I have on my Mac, which is the new Mac software. So that's fun. Um, so we're using, luckily, I have a, another software, Adobe Audition, because Rentware pays for the Creative Suite, and it's just a part of the, you know, Photoshop, uh, Premiere Pro, all that fun stuff. It's a part of that. And I've, we've used it to record once, but I don't think we en- even ended up using what we recorded in it. And I just, it's a little more advanced, so I'm going to have to do some Googling to figure it out, but um, I'm sure I can handle it for now I'm until sure they patch. I'll give you something to do tomorrow. Yeah, until they patch the, uh, no, I'm busy at work these days because I'm watching, uh, I've been watching all those videos. So. Oh, yeah. So, uh, anyway. I need to do that this weekend. I have my, by the end of the month, I have goals I need to complete, two of which, one is like just to complete like our internal, um, we use Trainual, I believe it's called. Um, so I need to finish those videos, which are all curated from our CEO, but I mean, they're useful. And the ones that I've watched, I always get something good out of, mm-hmm. uh, but it's part of like, it's hard to take time out of your day. Cause I'm, Cause like, you're working, we're, yeah. I mean, we're busy all day long. That's why I was, I can give you the login for this SEO program that I bought, but I figured I can give it to one other person, but I figured you just wouldn't watch it. So no, I want to, but I have to wait until <laughs> I also have to get recertified in Google analytics, which I think is well, that'll be just difficult. <laughs> really annoying because I've been, I've, I've not kept up with my certification and I'm not saying Sorry, that. Kyle. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I'm not that certified I, I, so they brought it up in our, like in our group 
strategist meeting about how they wanted everybody to get certified in Google Analytics. And I asked outright, I was like, is this related to Google Partners? Because I know the last place I worked, like in order to be like as part of like Google Partners and to have like some sort of like, if you want to put on your like thing that you're a Google certified agency, like so many people have to be Google certified, in which case that's fine. But in which case I'm also just going to like do the bare minimum work, right? which I still am because I don't understand. Like I, I can use Google Analytics. I am able to use it in the capacity that I need. Yeah, that you need to. I right. don't need to do any advanced. And it's the basic. It's like basic analytics too. It's like I'm not going to study for that test. I'm not going to watch the videos. I'm just going to take it. I probably still have notes from last time I like actually studied. Right. Well, that was AdWords. Yeah, suck at but Google. still. No, I mean it's just like I just don't like when people ask you to do something like get recertified in Google Analytics without like a good reason for me to do so. Right. I mean you know how to use it. You're using it for your reports. You know how to like if you need to track something down there, you know where to look. It's just another annoying thing to do um, in your day or in your weekend. Which no, is yeah, big... in my weekend because that's the only freaking time I have to do yeah, it. Yeah, which is a big suck. So So thanks for golfing all day Saturday. Yeah, I guess you could. Well, if it takes you four <laughs> hours to pass that test. Well, I was thinking you have to watch all those videos too. You don't have to. Oh, okay, yeah. I thought you were talking about the study. For no. Google. I was like, what? No, the other ones. <laughs> yeah, I have to do the internal ones and then I have to do the Google Analytics ones. Yeah. But no, I'm not going to watch those videos. I'm just going to take the test. Right. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> um, so anyway, not that none of that really has anything to do with this week's topic, I'm but other interesting, which is, you know, you know, interesting stuff that happens to us in our marketing lives, though. Um, this week's topic is kind of, um, it's a little bit about side hustles. Um, Chelsea and I were approached a couple weeks ago now um, to take on kind of like a side hustle project. And we kind of heard it out, had some questions and ended up neither one of us um, went with it for reasons that we might get into later. But we wanted to kind of talk about side hustles and kind of questions you should ask beforehand and, and you know, just kind of how you should, how to know what you're getting into before you get into it um, type deal because, um this happened to us and you know you and i've been asked um a couple more times by a couple more people and i pretty much um say no unequivocally um because it's just not something that i want to get involved with um but you've done a couple um projects and you know i know a lot of people in in the marketing space get asked this all the time like oh hey you're in marketing can you help me out with yeah this? do you want to go home yeah. from work and do the same job that you do well yeah exactly but people do i mean that i that know no, people a lot absolutely of time, do. and it's a good way to make money and um, there's nothing wrong with it. That's just, for me, I'm just like, you know, I, I, I work, um, eight to four and a half and, um, or eight to eight to nine on Fridays or whatever. And after that, like, I don't really, I don't mind re I'll read marketing books. I don't mind to do a little bit of learning or talking about it on the podcast, but as far as like buckling down and trying to have to, to do something where I'm getting paid and there's expectations and all that feels like a lot. So. Well, and it's fun. It depends on the project. And it's fun where, you know, <laughs> I look at um, where I've not been helping Amy lately and she hired somebody else because I did such a shitty job. Not really. Just because there were things that I can't do, um, which is something that I have in my list of things to talk about. But there are like some pro- actual like programming and development work um, that I was unable to do. But like, it's my friend, and I want to help her out, and I want to see her business succeed and grow. Um, so, obviously, that's something, like, I was wanted to help with because I wanted to help a friend. Right. Um, <clears throat> and I wanted – because it was personal to me, and it still is, um, and I still want to see your business succeed. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, if, if Christian or Chandler or somebody – 
who I knew and they, they just reached out and said, I have this business venture. Would you be able to help me? As long as it was like a light involvement, like I'm happy to consult and give like general advice or even give more specific advice. But unless like you want to hire me on and I'm quitting my job and, and doing your thing full time, then I'm probably not going to dive headfirst in, but other people do. Um, so we wanted to kind of talk about um, a couple things to, to look for and questions to ask and um, just to kind of get it, get your bearings, especially if, if you're thinking about doing this for the first time or maybe you had a bad experience in the past and you want to know um, what to do right um, this time around. So, Chelsea, I asked you before this, but I know, um, you know, contractors and mm-hmm. freelancers, it's important so they have a little bit of legal protection or... Um, and they can kind of be on the up and up and not get like audited on their taxes or something like that. What do you need to do to kind of to be able to be paid and everything's kind of in, in the up and up and it's not just like they're handing yeah. you $50 bills? Yeah, if you're not doing, <clears throat> I mean, obviously, I'm never going to tell somebody that they should break the law. Right. Um, so I do know people that do under the table work or they do jobs in Ohio. Um, I don't know what all of the laws are, obviously, but in Ohio, if a job's over $600, um, cumulative for the year, you have to pay taxes on it, which means that you're filling out um, the W-9 or whatever it is, come tax time, they're filling it out and they're claiming it on their taxes and everyone, everything's copacetic. Um, so that's something like I'll probably have to do this year with my work with Amy. Um, now, because, is, there, is there something you have to do before you start the work? Is there something like if I'm, um, I want to get into freelancing, is there something I should do get some sort of If you want to protect or... yourself like and form an LLC as your own business, like if you're really serious and you're going to be taking on a bunch of freelance work, uh, forming an LLC is a way to protect your personal assets. So if something happens, somebody can't come after you. Yeah, um, they just go after the LLC just gets bankrupt, yeah. but it doesn't matter because yeah. it's not you. Yeah, yeah, it protects you. So, I mean, that's always if, if you're really serious and it's not a friend and you want to take on a lot of side business or maybe you're just thinking about going in like quitting your job and just doing freelance work mm-hmm. full time that's mm-hmm. definitely something that you're going to want to do yeah definitely um, definitely if that's the case but i would say even get a contract i mean amy and i were our friends we talk all the time um she's one of my best friends but she still handed me a contract and i still had to sign it and there were expectations and um right. you know for legal reasons and she had a lawyer that she was working with so they helped her draw up everything and i just like blindly read it and signed it and said Whatever. well and even but even but... from your side you could potentially have a contract too especially oh, yeah. if you're charging say i expect you know monthly payments uh you, you know you know and i will say stuff, too so. so you're and be fair i mean this is your time this is your hourly wage um and sometimes it's hard with friends you want to give them a better rate and you're like you know i don't want to charge you know i know they're just starting out but i don't really want to charge them an arm and a leg because i'm trying to you know you want to help a friend but um i was actually a good friend of mine sue when i was kind of getting into this and i was talking about like trying to come up with like a a a range that i was going to give um to do some freelance work um and she said her mom is in real estate and she said, you know, my mom has this core group of friends that they all kind of are in not similar industries, but they're all, you know, they they all kind of have, they're are in an industry where people tend to ask for things and mm-hmm. ask for help. And she said they kind of made this bargain deal that like they were never going to discount their, like cut their friends a break because they right. valued what they were doing. So like the florist, like when it came time to like throw a fundraiser and they were trying to get flowers for the fundraiser. I mean, maybe a fundraiser is a bad example. Like a wedding, <laughs> yeah. you know, your your son's getting married and it's like, oh, like, well, Becky's a florist. So I'm going to go call Becky. Well, like pay Becky what she's worth. Don't 
try to get a cut rate deal from Becky. Same thing with the caterer, anyone that you know. Right. So that's kind of a good, like, if you're just getting kind of started out there. Know your value. Establish your value. Think about what your hourly rate is. Think about what you make it work. Um, think about what your time is worth. Obviously, um, you know, when you're working for a larger corporation or a large business, you're able to ask for a little bit more. But at the same time, you also have a lot of overhead and there's a lot of things, especially if you're just solely doing this freelance work that you have to pay for mm-hmm. um, and support yourself in like healthcare if you have to have carry your own insurance. Um, yeah, and all the pro- the software you need and stuff like that that you, you yeah. normally and a you company might, would be paying for that you'd have to And you to might have for. to farm out work that you don't do. So you're not a graphic designer, but you're doing this website project. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fair to say, hey, I'm not a graphic designer, but I might have to buy some stock photos. I might have to have somebody, like, sure. fix these. So, and- yeah, I, I think we're getting a little bit ahead of, ahead of ourselves. But, yeah, I think depending on the project, um, to, you know, I think... You know, when you decide, you know, hey, this person wants me to um, help them out before you blindly say yes, unless it's Amy, like Chelsea's best friend or something like that. Um, definitely, I would sit down or at least get on a call with all the involved parties, whether it's the business owner, whether it's a marketing manager at the play at the company or um, whether you're going to be having someone work with you <laughs> um, just so you can make sure you get a little background of what they want get a little background of their business, their products, what they sell. Um, their goals for you, their expectations for you. Um, and that way you can kind of know and, you know, hey, you know what, you're you're really looking for something in the SEO space and, and my strength is um, really like um, ad buying and, and TV advertising and, and stuff like that. So I think um, this isn't going to be a good fit. But, you know, I think the uh, like that's kind of why that first meeting is important to know, okay, this is going to play into my strengths. Um, and then that way you can kind of, if that's the case, um, then you can kind of go from there um, and making sure their their expectations for you are, are manageable. So, if, you know, you they're you excuse me, they're contracting you for um, content creation, search engine optimization, um, and they want to double their, um, you know, profits in a month or something like that. Maybe you have you can either talk them off the ledge on that one or yeah. uh, just say, you know what, your expectations are a little too high for me. Um, I don't think this isn't going to work out. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, protecting yourself I wouldn't just do stuff for the money because at the end you're going to burn yourself and you're going to burn the customer and it could get you a bad rap so yeah I put so I have setting expectations on my list as well just because it's I mean you both need to make sure that you're on the same page before you start any job Um, you know if there is a scope of work especially if maybe you're doing some like designing a WordPress site something that um, a lot of people in the marketing um, space especially kind of where we come from can feel comfortable like throwing together a WordPress site um, I don't want to say throwing together because it's throwing, not that easy throwing it together but, you know, like, fucking, like <laughs> yeah let me whip you up uh, just like add some uh, <laughs> colors and then and it's like, basically like a poster board you know I'm going to cut out some pictures of red pandas just like a and, half a cup of yeah. uh, <laughs> it's like a half a cup of HTML <laughs> And a quarter cup of CSS. Oh, God. <laughs> Probably not <laughs> the correct. Uh, but no, um, no, but like setting expectations, setting like if like I said, if it is a web dev project or even if it's just marketing, um, setting a strategy or milestones and goals. So when Time somebody, line. yeah, when somebody can expect to get the work done, when somebody can expect, especially if you're doing the work as a side hustle to your present job. That this person understands, hey, you know, I have a full-time job that I work, so I'm not going to be answering your emails during the day. Right. Um, this is something that I'm going to be doing in the evening. So, like, if you want to establish a time slot where we have weekly or monthly check-ins or whatever, 
Um, or like I said, setting up a calendar where you have these milestones and you can say, hey, I did this. I, I got this done. Um, it's definitely something that you're going to want to look at up front once yeah. you have actually agreed to take something on. Um, but that's kind of, I mean, I don't want to go too far backwards, but that is something, again, to think about before you get started is being realistic about the whole thing. Um, sometimes we have good intentions or we get blinded by some dollar signs in our eyes of like, oh, I could make a couple extra bucks. This seems like Mm -hmm. a really easy thing to do. But when you really come down to it and you say to yourself, like I said, do you want to do your job when you get home from work again? Right. Um, do you value your free time? Do you have a lot of free time? Is this... You know, do you have hobbies and that are going to suffer or other um, commitments in your life that might suffer because of this? Um, So maybe, maybe not. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And another thing in that first meeting before you even say yes or no, I'd like to look for um, a couple red flags. And we had kind of talked about this. Um, The offer was from a guy who was kind of a serial entrepreneur who wanted, he knew he wanted to flip this business as soon as possible, wanted to like build it as big as he could and then flip it. And we both kind of had concerns over um, expectations for like what he would expect out of us and our time, like us knowing it's a side gig and him being like solely focused on this one thing all yeah. the time. So making sure that um, your your vibes kind of fit fit together in that way, or you know, you know, you can kind of tell when you're talking to somebody if they get real excited about all these new ideas, but really you're only contracted to do this one thing and. You know, you could kind of see, you know, this person might be asking me down the line to do something that's over budget, out of scope. Mm-hmm. Um, their expectations might be a little too high for what they want me to do or for what my skills are. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it's not not a good fit in that. In that way, um, maybe they don't have a big enough budget um, for for what you're trying to do. If if they want to, you know, build a brand or, or do something like that, but they don't have an advertising budget or something. Um, maybe that's not a good fit because you just don't think you can do it um, without X number of dollars behind it. Yeah, I think that's something that people fail to understand a lot. And we talked to, it's crazy mm. when we still talking to clients and you talk about paid. We talk about like, they're like, oh, well, I'm paying you X amount of money. And they assume that like you're going to pay for the actual advertising placements. Yeah, you still have to have an <laughs> it's ad, like you ad still budget. Have a, you have an ad budget or they have an ad budget and they think that your management fee for actually doing the work is built into that ad budget where again you say like that haven't yeah clients are always so confused about that but it would never happen at like like big companies understand like we have to pay this person to do the advertising and we also have to pay for the advertising you know yeah <laughs> i think that we like right now we're um where i work at outer box they do a really a better job of um that hard line of like, this is not going to, like, we need your credit card number. We're not going to bill you for this after the fact. Like, you're going right. to give us your, like, pretty much for everything that we do. Like, we don't do a lot of those add-on, like, hey, yeah, well, we'll set up a, a hot jar account. Yeah, we'll pay for, like, right. And the next thing you know, three, la- three years dimes, later, you're, yeah. st- you're paying uh, for call tracking on a website that is no longer managed by your company. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it happens for sure. But yeah, especially as a freelancer, the, those costs and stuff like that um, can get out of control. Especially, I mean, I wouldn't expect... I did that with the school website. It was coming out of my PayPal for the, for the longest time. I was like, listen, we have to switch this. Like, I can't just unexpectedly get like get charged, $200 yeah. taken out of my... Like, when I'm not really thinking about the fact that the school website needs to be renewed. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it was an easy switch over to their PayPal. But it was just kind of like, I set everything up on my own. 
And even now they're and sometimes doing... it's easier like oh, I'll just do this myself because I don't want to have to ask for approval and then I won't be yeah. able to move on to the next step and I'm in the zone. They were just doing um, the kids' school their like auction. They usually have their auction in the spring, but they're having it in November this year. Um, and somebody just call, contacted me and they're like, hey, this ticket tailor, how we sell our tickets online is tied to your PayPal account. So <laughs> like just get somebody needs to get the PayPal account from the school and switch that over. Like right. I'm not paying. It's like $17 a month or something. But like I'm 100% not like I used to just put that on my like don't that was kind of like oh, I'll donate that to the school and like whatever. Right. I'm not going to ask for that money back or just consider it like a, ad, an added bonus <laughs> to the school from me. But um, not anymore, just because I'm not on the PTA board anymore, and I'm not yeah. really even owning the website, so there's really no reason that that stuff should be run through me. It should not at all. <laughs> so, unless they're taking it out of your kid's tuition, which I don't think that exists. So No. Um, so, another reason, uh, another red flag that I would have, personally, is like a personality clash type deal. So, two types of people that I wouldn't want to work for are people who think they're smarter than me um, when they're hiring me to do a job, but they want to tell me how to do it. Um, in a way, like a know-it-all, and they think they know everything about marketing, or um, a micromanager who's just going to be every single day, especially in a side gig when you're trying to do your own job, but they're hitting you up all sorts, like during the day. Um, yeah, those, respecting those, those boundaries that you've hopefully established up front. Right. So you can kind of see those red flags, like if someone talks down to you or talks like they know everything about marketing, but you as an expert marketer know like what they're saying. It's just kind of bullshit. Those are definitely red flags, um, especially... I mean, you know, sometimes like they talk like that, and then they just let you do your thing and they're happy with you in the end. But it's just, you know, one of those things where it's like, well, you know, like, I don't know if this isn't, this is going to work out because you keep talking about um, this topic. But at the same time, I'm not sure you actually know what it is. So yeah. I have a couple of red flags as well written down. Um, although one of them's not in the red flag section, but I think it needs to be. And that's like, is this something or, or like a product or service that you believe in? Um, so. Like if it's not yeah, something true. you like, if it's something in in my job where I don't necessarily like subscribe to that, and we definitely at work, I have a really diverse group of clients. Mm. I just now have a client that does like, uh, what's that called, like horse tack or whatever. Texas tack, yeah, yeah, and I don't know anything about horses really but obviously i understand the fundamentals well, I think that's of seo like a, that's and, a tax store though i think that's like yeah. you get like well, it's, cowboy clothing it's e- and stuff yeah there. it's, it's e-commerce seo yeah. it's like i get it like somebody's getting cowboy clothes for christmas yeah <laughs> you got pretty excited about that well no but you go to texas or something like, or like new mexico you go to those tax stores to get like that's like a tourist attraction yeah, get, like you a gotta, cowboy hat and boots like you get some uh jewelry that's uh turquoise yeah turquoise no but i am not saying that i don't believe in in tack i'm just saying like (laughs) it's something if it's something that you're spending your free time on yeah uh, make make sure sure it's something that you're interested in and it's not like you know it'll feel less like a chore too i mean you know if if we're sitting here i'm slaving away on something that i'm like i don't know anything about this topic i don't care about it like blah 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 or even worse like i am morally against this topic for whatever reason yeah, if it's something that you're like, man, this is a really cool company. I really, I've actually used their their products and they're really great. And you know, I can get behind this owner's story like that. Yeah. that is really going to be a great a great partnership. And that's one of the things. Before I would even talk to them about marketing, when you're meeting with them, just ask them about the history of their business. Ask them about their products, their services, and how they work. Um, ask them about their company and you know how it's kind of structured and how many people work for them and you know. Just all that, where do they have different locations? Just kind of get to know the background and all that stuff will kind of 
give you the bigger story of, of what's going on and kind of point you in the direction of it, give you a gut feeling like, yeah, you know what, this, I, let's talk about marketing now because that, I think I want to, I want to yes, help you guys this out. This is a good fit. Yeah. Um, so my other red flags, um, is kind of on the, the opposite of the side that you were talking about, which it's okay for somebody to understand their product and say, Hey, you know what? I just like, I'm the guy who removes mold from your mm-hmm. basement. Like, I don't know about the web, like the internet. I don't understand SEO. I like, like I just want yeah. you, like, I want you to do your job. But I also have a red flag moment because I, I can hear it in people's voices and I feel like I can I can pinpoint it and I have these I'm hoping that I'm wrong. I'm thinking of one specific instance that just happened to me where the client just kept saying they're like, I just want to be on Google. Well that's so when they I just over, need to be on Google. When like, they when they oversimplify <laughs> things, that's when you can kind of gauge, okay, what are your expectations? They're like, Well, yeah. I want to be getting 10, Oh, I asked so 10, many questions. Ten leads a week um, on Google and right now my site's not indexed. Well so, then you know, like, like after the Google thing, I, I asked some more probing questions and then I said like something else and she's like, I don't care, we just need the phone to ring and I was like, Well, are you measuring your phone calls? Are you do you have clicked call on your site? Like are you are you asking people when they call in how they heard about you mm-hmm. and she's like no no like everything was a no i'm like okay well then like you can't just like you know if the phone's ringing there's just different things you need to think about like we can drive traffic to the website but we can't make people fill out a form or call you so well you can nudge I mean, them you can nudge them in the right direction yeah, yeah like. but i mean <laughs> but that was the thing like but we also i guess you can't physically force them no to, but you can but also like, we want to be like them too <laughs> but at the same time also are the metrics in place for me to be able to measure that Success, those people are yeah. taking action um, and then I think you already commented on it before, which are those unrealistic KPIs. So um, I want to grow my business 300%. I expect to make $3 million in the first year of this well, new and, business yeah. that like, you know, and maybe with the budget that you're given, it's like, no, that's just right. like, that's a pie in the sky that's like your stretch goal i'd like to know your realistic one now. right yeah exactly and that's the type of thing where you don't want to set yourself and the client up for for failure because if that's the case then everybody's going to fail so you know why don't we aim a little bit lower but at the same time maybe you do a little bit of research and it turns out that they have a lot of really great content on their site but there's a couple seo problems like there's a staging version of their site that's indexed by google so it's all duplicate content everywhere um, so, you know, you fix that and then that one thing really could take them off because they actually deserve to rank, but they're not ranking because of some like, yep. technical things. So sometimes, yes, like you can actually like be a superhero for these people and they can make um, millions of dollars for sure. But that comes from doing your homework and making sure, you know, so after that meeting, don't say yes or no generally at the end, go back. And if you're going to do SEO, check out their website, see what's going on. You know, don't do the full audit if that's what they're going to pay you for, but just to make sure you know, you know what, everything I would do is already done here. So I don't think I can help you or holy shit, you just need a new website, go build one and then come talk to me or yeah. something, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Cause, Cause you know, both of those, both of those cases um, can happen in the wild or, you know, it could be anything. I just use SEO. Um, cause that gets a lot of freelance gigging, but you know, graphic design also gets a lot of freelance gigging. Um, advertising gets a lot of freelance gigging. Um, so, and all that, good stuff i think video right now too i mean most videographers are freelancers for the most part i mean unless there's not a lot there's not a ton of like video agencies yeah out there so maybe like todd best i guess but 
Well, and even I mean that's kind of his. It's like him having a camera. So and they've got like staff. Andrew Anthony has. You know, it's him. That's. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. He's not a freelancer, but he more or less behaves like one. You know. Yeah, it's, he's it's taking. Him. He's taking like independent work. He's not like. He's not. His company isn't owned by another company. It's not like how the Carter Group has an in-house video videographer. Guy. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and that's that's kind of the exception to the rule right now. So, but yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of videographers and video editors and animators and stuff like that. A, a lot of people in that space um, do do freelance work too. So, you know, to making sure that it's someone that you can work with and what they want makes sense. You know, if that you're an animator and they they want Pixar level animation and you do 2d um animation just i wouldn't say yes to that project so (laughs) yeah and i think you already said that before but uh, you know like establish the things that you can't do establish the things that you're gonna have to farm out like i think i said that earlier so like hey i can help you with this but i'm not a graphic designer hey i can help you with this but you know i'm gonna need to hire somebody to write some additional content or i'm gonna have to rely on you to write some don't be afraid to say that be like look you want me to um, do some search engine optimization, but right now you don't have any content that I can even optimize. So you know what, like, why don't we start with a content writer or maybe pay me to write the content first and then we'll do some SEO and stuff like that. But Hey, you know, to go with this content, I'm going to need some graphics or maybe some videos. So if you're down with that, you know, we're going to need to get someone else to do that because I'm not a graphic designer or whatever. And I think all of that is fine to say up front. And if someone is serious about working with you, they trust you and they're serious about growing their business in a way that, you know, you both think is possible. I think they're totally, they would be totally fine with those things as long as it's in budget for them. Yeah. I mean, usually if somebody is looking for somebody like a freelancer or somebody doing a, a side hustle like that, they understand that this is, I, I don't want to say like the quality or like the level of work that they're getting, but I think you kind of have to establish that, especially if it's somebody who has a regular eight to five job who's doing this on the side. Right. Um, that like they're used to working maybe with a team of people like there's a team of writers there's a team of photographers there's all these resources and assets that are available to them even like you know working at the Carter Group or the agency now having like easy access to an iStock account or like you know whatever just to get photos if need be mm-hmm. um, yeah so there are all these little add-ons that maybe people don't take into consideration when they think about the um, just the the details of what goes into do, doing some of that work. And I'm not just saying SEO. I'm obviously talking about content creation or um, web design or whatever it is. Yeah. So I'm thinking now um, we have a couple, couple minutes left. I'm thinking about from my perspective because I've hired um, a freelancer to do some website um, site speed optimizations. Um, so making the site load faster. I hired someone on Fiverr. And I, you know, work with Andrew Anthony and we'll work with him in the future on videos. And so picking, you know, when we decided we wanted to do a video project or when I knew we needed to make the website faster, um, after I launched uh, that new website, I think picking a, a freelancer is, is just as important as a freelancer picking you um, from the business side. So you kind of have to be prepared. So when I was doing uh, picking someone to do speed optimizations, I just searched on Fiverr, um, F-I-V-E-R-R. Um, it's a website with freelancers for everything um, under the sun, basically. You want a logo? Do you want a video? Do you want some copy written? Do you want a new website built? All of this stuff is there, and there's all sorts of people doing it. But I made sure this person, she was in Spain, um, which wasn't a huge red flag. Um, you know, sometimes you get people from like India or Pakistan or something like that. And you don't know, 
Um, which maybe I'm just being racist. I don't know. Those people could be good. Yeah, I don't know. But, I don't, that's not really a red flag to me. But. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes, like, it just depends. Or just like, look at their ratings, their reviews, if exactly, you're especially well, on fire. Exactly. And so, like, I checked the reviews, and there's lots of people that said she did exactly what she said she would do. My site's much faster, and she had screenshots of, like, before and after speed tests and stuff like that. And her price was reasonable. Uh, I don't remember what I paid her, but I think it was around 100 or under $100 um, for her to do this. Her delivery time was generally like two to three days. I think she got ours done in two days. I mean, you know, it was it was really great. It seemed like a great fit. Um, and she did. She did exactly what she said she would do. I purchased the package um, that I that it was right for me. She specialized in WordPress speed optimization. She already had a suite of plugins that she paid enterprise level for that she could install on our site. Um, so we wouldn't have to pay for those. So she did a really good job, um, but yeah, check, checking reviews and referrals is really important. Um, if you're if you're gonna go with someone, you know, if you don't know them personally, maybe ask if there's someone they've worked with in the past. Like if they're not on Fiverr, like you know, hey, can I see some of the video work you've done in the past, or can you give me a phone number of, of one of your former clients to see what they thought about you? Because that you know, if you were hiring someone in house, you would you would call their references. So. There's no, no difference with like a, a freelancer or something like that. Yeah. And I think I actually am kind of laughing because like as you know, there's a difference between somebody who is a serious freelancer, but then someone who is just has a kind of maybe a loose base idea of the skill set. Um, because we even joke about in some of the presentations that we've done before and we've talked about, you know, well, you've got your nephew did some seo on the web your you know nephew who went to college did some seo on the website and that's you know that's where you are right now and you think you're doing a great job or Mm -hmm. hey i you know i've got uh my my cousins running my social media accounts like they're not professionals they're not necessarily like oh they might be but yeah most of the time it's yeah they're most of the time not they could be professionals but Um, not saying your family members can't be professional marketers because that is yeah but I mean it's it's easy to kind of hear that I think especially in like the digital space like when we worked at the agency a lot it was like oh can you build a website I'm like no I can't build a website like I'm not a programmer I don't know like I can muddle together a WordPress site yes like it's harder for me than it would be for somebody who has the skill set right um well especially from a design perspective too like when I was doing my site it was hard for me like I know what good websites look like and I was able to kind of mimic that because I didn't have to like draw like all the blocks and stuff were there for me to drag and drop but even still like once I had a designer do a couple pages they looked way better and I could tweak them and then I was able to replicate those across so what I did was fine but then once the designer got his hands on it it was it was much better and, and then I was able to replicate it so yeah I mean it's it's oftentimes you know we get asked all the time and and it's kind of funny i'm the opposite now that i work for my family business and i'm younger i always clarify when someone i'm talking to someone new i'm like i just want to clarify you know i'm not the grandkid who just like knew how to post on facebook um i'm actually a marketing professional i worked at an agency for two years prior to this and rentware was actually a client of ours so you know i kind of cut my teeth there and now i'm just you know carrying on my my skills here so i'm not just like a Oh, you gave your grandson a job. That's nice. Like, yeah, that's, that's cute. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so I always, I always, that's just me personally. Like to, like to clarify that, but I think it kind of legitim- legitimizes me in their eyes. So, yeah. And, yeah. and I think especially if there's a freelance gig that you really, you as a freelancer really want to get, I think it's important to come with examples of previous work done, 
um, come with those referrals already um, and just be prepared because, you know, they're probably going to ask for that. And if, and if they weren't thinking about asking for it, you coming with it, it's just going to wow them even more like, oh my gosh, like this person brought all this stuff and I can look through this, this copy looks amazing or look how great this video is they did or, you know, this, this infographic they designed or whatever the case may be, or look at all the leads they got to this person that I can call and ask like, Hey, did this actually happen? Yeah. <laughs> um, or did they just like cut screenshots together of Google analytics and you know, whatever. So yeah, come, come prepared with, um, like a, something beyond your resume. I think, um, if you actually really want to, want to get the gig, um, especially even if you've never done freelance before, I think it's totally fine if you market during the day to say, look at what I'm doing at my day job. Here's some examples. You can talk to my boss. Um, if, you know, assuming your boss is okay with you freelancing, which I'm sure they would be as long as it doesn't affect your yeah. your current work. But anyway, you know, you can talk to them and, and just see what's up with me. So, um, and just be upfront. Like I've never freelanced before, but I'm pretty good. And, and here's why. So yeah. I think all of that stuff is very important to bring to that first kind of get to know you. Like, oh, should we do this? Should we not? Um, meeting or at least send an email ahead of time so they can review it um, so they know if you're a good fit as well so I kind of on the tail end of that I have like a do's and don'ts list which we've more or less talked about all the do's mm-hmm. um, but some of the don'ts I just wanted to throw out there um, which is don't make promises you can't keep Yeah. again don't make that commitment if you're not ready to fully be committed to it because it's something I feel like especially I, with I say t- this I, I wrote this down it's... but like it's okay to say no and then right. I wrote like repeat like it is okay to say no um especially if it's maybe doing work for a friend to be honest and say like look like yeah I have a skill set but I don't have the time to do it right I don't want to ruin our friendship I don't want to like put us in a weird awkward place where yeah you never want to work with your friends like that's like the oldest tell like all my dad's like friends from time to time my dad will get people asking him like hey you guys hiring over there or something like i'm 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 out of a sales job and i'm looking for something to do and they never hire because they never want to work with their friends because they want to keep them friends rather than like turned awkward enemies or like co-workers you know it just gets weird so (laughs) yeah and then um don't do work that you aren't proud of Mm -hmm. um and again this just goes back to keeping your commitments um making sure that it's on par with the type of work that you would produce at your regular day job. Um, you know, think about this, take it seriously. If you're going to do it, take it seriously and do it seriously. Um, you know, it's okay to do something fun from time to time. Um, but yeah, even I actually like on a side note, even was kind of thinking about like from the nonprofit side, a lot of times, like I'm on the board for nonprofit, uh, betterment, which we've talked about a lot. And when I started on their board there, um, I was doing all their social media and I was like, you know, I had time to do it and I was doing a really great job of helping to grow their social presence. Um, and then there just came a point where I had to like, you just have to step back and say like, I can't do this anymore. Like I'm not doing a good job. I'm not posting regularly. I'm not doing the things that I need to do. And it's okay to put that in someone else's hands. Right. Um, or again, if you are on a board and you have this skill set and someone says like, Hey, can you run the social media for this? Hey, can you like, would you mind putting together a marketing plan for this? Like, again, it's okay to say no, but if you're right. volunteering, you know, if you're on a board and you have the role of a, of a marketing role, obviously that's, then don't be on that board yeah. <laughs> or take on a different role. Right. Um, if you're not ready to commit to that, but 
Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not necessarily just freelance work. It could be something that you're asked to do from a nonprofit standpoint. Yeah, just um, some other group that you're, you're a part of in your, in your spare time. Your kid's school website yeah, that you that. just get suckered Even into. Even if it's like, you know, I'm a part of this like hobby club and we want to build a website and it's like, O'Connor, can you do it? And you're like, you know, I really love this hobby and I, I am in marketing and, but you know what? I don't really think I can, I can do this um, for you guys. So, so what's the one, I'll ask you this. What's the one thing you'd say yes to? I would do consulting where I could just give you a marketing plan, but I would have to carry out none of it. Okay. Like if someone was like, hey, you know, what can we do from whether it's like look at my website and give me some SEO advice or like a holistic like brand all the way down to specific marketing tactic advice. I would do that and I would spend time on it and care about it. I just wouldn't want to carry out you wouldn't any want to execute any of the work. Yeah, I would do. I would give you an audit, a plan, whatever you want to call it. I would consult, but I would not. I basically would, yeah, I would consult, but I wouldn't execute, carry out, whatever you want to say. So, yeah, if anyone out there is looking for a consulting, I can give you a heck of a marketing <laughs> plan. I'm happy to charge you half of what I would charge if I had to carry it out. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's completely fair because there are people that just want to execute tasks that somebody assigns to them and they're really good at that and then there's people that are good at the big picture yeah i don't want to do i do the the execution now because i have to but if i were to do like you know if if 10 years from now rentware was gone and i had to figure out something to do on my own i would probably do i'd rather do consulting and then maybe have like people like okay if you want to do seo i recommend this person if you have video i recommend this person and here's your plan you know take it or leave it but you're just paying me for the plan and i'm not actually gonna carry any of it out so i think that you know that happens all the time so it's not it's not that far-fetched no i just i was just curious to see what your threshold was if there was like a topic if there was an organization or if there was the actual like work well and all the all those other details for sure like it would depend on the right company right fit right expectations and and all that stuff that i've already talked about but as far as like like if or like if it was like a, a quid pro quo kind of gig it was like hey Quid pro quo. What's that mean? Like that's just something. Like an eye for an eye. No, it's like a not an eye for an eye, but like, like it's like a a a Dior. Like I give you something, you give me something back. So it's like, if you redo my website, I'm gonna give you free glasses for the rest of your life. Like, or I don't know if I'd consider that worth it, honestly. (laughs) Well, not glasses. I mean, but like, all right. So like. Say it's like something golf related, and you're gonna get like the best top of the line golf clubs that you would want for the rest of your life if you redid this country club's website. Yeah, I'd probably do that. I mean, because that's like, I mean, golf, like a set of irons and a driver's worth, it could be like if we're talking like PXGs that are custom fit to you, I mean, that's like five figures. So well, I'm, I'm, there, there it is. I found it. I mean, I would do a lot of things for exorbitant amounts of money. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying for a fair price. Like, I would rather do consulting, but, like, if you want to pay me a million dollars to build a website, like, I will build the shit out of that website, you know, like, whatever. Like, I would, I would, you know, do a lot of things for a lot of money. So, I don't know, like, it's... Yeah, that's... <laughs> that's we're getting to, like, the, would you for, how how much money would it take for you to lick a toilet? Like, <laughs> like if we want to go down that uh, road, that's... I do not want to go down that that's road. That's a whole other episode. I but... think we've circled back to, like, the beginning of the episode where you're just putting rocks and twigs in your mouth from the baseball field. Well, that wasn't in the episode. You were, but... like, licking a butterfly. Yeah, that, that wasn't in the I episode. I think that was, I think we talked about that. No, we hadn't, we hadn't, we hadn't started yet, I don't think. Oh, well... So, Connor used to like butterflies. 
Maybe, but I don't think I could have caught a butterfly <laughs> for long enough to lick it. But. No, I'm kidding. Anyway, on that note, if uh, you have any freelancing experiences or advice or anything you want to chat with us about, let us know. Um, if you want but to come don't on. call us if you want freelance work. Yeah, if you want to come on the podcast. Unless you want to give Connor. Yeah, I would do consulting clubs. maybe. Um, not right now, probably. But anyway, uh, if you want to, you know, talk about your own freelance work and, and stuff like that on the podcast or off the podcast or anything like that, we're here for you. So anyway, on that note, uh, this is Drunk Marketing. I'm Connor. I'm Chelsea. Cheers. Cheers.